0: Gotta patch, bitch. It's Gus heading. (laughs) No, for real. I'm serious. This is Gus. Gus Petting? You don't know who I am. (laughs) Get the fuck out. Gotta patch. Gotta patch. Drag is the new. (laughs) <laughs> What's going on, everybody? Pat Bear here, and we are back again. Uh, welcome to my version of the pit stop, y'all. We are here to talk RuPaul's Drag Race. I was just going to call it Drag Race. I was not going to even put. I wasn't going to put the respect on her name. Uh, no matter what you think about her, she deserves the respect on her name. It's RuPaul's Drag Race All Stars Season Seven. All winners, all stars. All legends, statements, icons. I, uh, sorry, I was just starting to throw other other uh, ball terminology out there. But we are back to talk about it. This season has been amazing. And I am so happy to be chatting about it. Joel, our house member and longtime listener and friend, was my first guest. BJ, who has not watched an, uh, a drag race season in many a year was my last guest, and now joining me on this episode of our recap, I have a uh, it's been a couple of years. I don't count the last, you know, like two years as being part of any real time frame or continuum of anything, but. We became friends through the internet um, as a listener of our show and uh, just an overall great sounding board for um, opinions and commentary. And we may not always agree, but that is why they are a great person to have on this show. Fellow podcast trust, along with myself, this is Luke everybody. Luke, what's going on? Hello Pat. This is
1: fu- going to be fun because as you pointed out, we don't agree and and our friendship has basically come from discussions <laughs> about drag race in which you and I have very differing opinions. So we'll see how this goes.
0: Oh ma'am. Oh ma'am. I've had a couple of beverages, adult beverages. Okay. So we will see how we'll see how how lively uh, this conversation gets. Well, I have not
1: had any, so I will roll with the punches. No puns intended. <laughs> we're, not in the
0: same, we're not in the same room, so thankfully uh, there ha- there will not be any actual fisticuffs uh, being, being levied amongst ourselves while we are talking RuPaul's Drag Race. So that'll be great. You have been a podcaster for many a year. And um, one of our other shared passions is the world of soap operas.
1: Yes, I think Um, we talked about a few over the years.
0: Yeah, I haven't. So I've watched a couple. I'm uh, down to one. There's only one still left. And that was really because I... had no other choice abc canceled the two that i watched uh regularly so i just kind of said okay well i guess i'll just join the the last one that's around Mm. but i will say i will say this one of the my favorite things that has ever happened was a friend of mine who uh i became friends with during the pandemic lovato and is like my long distance pen pal friend last weekend was it last weekend yes yeah messaged me because bj and i recorded oh no not even not even last weekend well when when everybody out there in the listening world is hearing this it'll be last weekend but when we were recording this it was only a couple of days ago because bj and i sat down and we recorded our all-star seven episode three recap Cap. And then right afterwards, we recorded our Moonlight Microsode, and during our moon night Microsode, we talked about DID, and
1: oh boy, oh
0: I boy. mentioned I mentioned that my my cursory knowledge of DID was from One Life to Live.
1: Oh and my, boy, if that's the basis for it, then. Mm.
0: Uh, no actually the the second time around when they when jessica was suffering from did it was a lot it was very much based in the science which i was very impressed with but my friend jamie um texted me and said (laughs) something along the lines of I was I was listening to the Moon Knight episode and when you were talking about how you knew about DID, I thought if he says one life to live, I'm going to throw my phone across Listen, the room. The, the
1: moment you said DID, I knew that you were going for one life to live because between Vicki and, and Jessica, who I think on the on DC we called it called her Messica, I mean Aww. it it was yeah, that is a depiction. I'll I'll leave it at that. Shh. The acting was great. The acting was good, but it was a depiction. There were choices made.
0: The science behind it, though, was pretty fucking on point. (laughs) Listen, going and reading about DID afterwards, they, they actually, I mean, it wasn't passions level, like ridiculous. It may not have been the best storyline in the world, but even them going back and recrafting, vicky's storyline because right. when they did vicky the vicky Nikki storyline they still called it multiple personalities you know yep. and, it, and it was very much the the old school um verbiage and terminology and science behind it when they revisited the storyline and they brought in gene and as the gatekeeper and all of these things they really they really leaned into proper scientific terminology and and the 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 more nuanced uh form of did so i'm not mad that that was something that that gave me a little that informed me and my my understanding of did but yes we do share the love of the stories as uh my my mom and my grandma would call them the stories we got we got the stories but that is not what we're here to discuss that is and we will we will chat about i you know your your podcast if there are other soap opera listeners out there luke does um host and uh and and run a couple of podcasts that we will mention at the end of the show we got to have you stick around for something but Can't, can't not have a tease exactly we gotta tease it now that way we can pay it off at the end of this episode
1: exactly but
0: we are here to discuss rupaul's drag race all-stars season seven episode 43 and by that i just mean episode four we are talking (laughs) fairy tale justice so when we start this episode the queen's I'll return to the workroom after taking part in the realness of Fortune Ball. What what were your thoughts? What did you think overall, if you were to sum it up in one or two sentences, what were your thoughts on the realness of Fortune Ball?
1: I loved it. I thought it was a ton of fun. There were some unexpected surprises, but overall it was a ton of fun. I have been, you mentioned earlier and I, and you've mentioned this on previous episodes because I've listened to all of your recaps thus far. Um, This has been a fantastic season and so far I'm on board for everything. And that's good to hear coming from you because there have been times that you have stated on the podcast and then also in chat where you're like, I'm just not feeling it. So it's very nice to have you be reinvigorated about drag race.
0: Well, so I will. Okay. This is a season of returning Queens. Most of the time when there is a queen that returns to a season, I'm not a huge fan of them. Not, not always in a good or bad way. Um, Like I have no problem with Cynthia Lee Fontaine. I am not a Miss Vanjie fan. Um, I love her mother, Uh, Alexis is is just I think is a phenomenal queen. I am not a huge Eureka fan. She is a sweet person. I do not like her on the show when we work together. I
1: adore Eureka on the show.
0: I can't stand Eureka on the show. (laughs) Um, in season, what was it, nine or ten? um but when we worked together Eureka was a lovely person uh her assistant uh, their assistant was a lovely person and i know that a tv show is not the person so when it comes down to it whenever i talk about a person for 99% of the time when i say that i don't like a queen i don't like the person they are on the show i almost never talk about them as I don't like them as the person that they are. Except for this season, there is one person I feel that way about. But, I'm this season is all returning queens who I know, who I already, whether or not I love them on their season, I already have a connection to. So, it makes it so much easier to be invested from the go. I don't watch the Meet the Queens videos. I don't watch a lot of that other stuff that when a season is announced. Mostly because I just don't... I, I, it doesn't appeal to me as a viewer. I want to see the Queen in action. I want to see what they do. I want to see them in their element in the competition. If they wow me, then great. There are very few seasons... Lately, that the queens jump off the page or off the screen at me in the first couple of episodes. It usually takes me a couple of episodes to really enjoy what I'm watching. It hasn't been since probably season six, where I like season six is for me, for me, the epitome of this franchise. These were queens that were just themselves entertaining knew what they were doing and there was very little playing to the audience playing to what they felt was going to be their their persona minus the brand they're building yeah and i feel like that was the end of innocence of the of the franchise starting in season seven it was very much about how am I going to be perceived? How can I get the most airtime? How can I do all of this? And that's including friend of the pod, Ginger Minge. I mean, she said it on one of our, our episodes, our interviews together. She would say whatever it would take to get that light on her. And then season eight kind of dialed that back a little bit. But it was also really fucking short because there was only, what, 12 queens and 10 episodes and then it moved to VH1, and since then, it's become a cultural phenomenon, and the queens are getting death threats, and the queens are getting so much hatred and abuse online that they have to think about how this is being portrayed. And it, it takes away from the magic of the show until they settle into it, for me.
1: What I find interesting about that is <clears throat> two things. Um Season 14, for me, felt like the queens were actually being the realest that they've been in a while. And I also think that it's interesting that the international versions, España, Italy, um, Holland, uh, will soon be getting France. A a lot of the queens there, even though they know what the franchise is, are still more real ...than what we've gotten in recent seasons from the American queens who are worried about how they're going to per- be perceived. There's more organic drama on the international versions now sometimes than there are in the regular seasons of Drag Race for me when I'm watching it. But I did think that even though there was a, the worst Snatch Game in history, there was plenty of drama amongst the Queens in season 14 that had been sort of like, everybody was more guarded in like 10 through 13, if you want to go there. So for me, I thought that was interesting.
0: So I will agree with you for one queen. Daya Betty did not give a flying fuck. And Daya really was a Daya acted and carried herself in an early seasons way where she was very outspoken and was like, I'm just going to say what I say. And for the most part, you know, owned up to all of that. The rest of the girls, I don't feel that way about, but because Daya was there through, aside from that, the one episode that she, she was in episode two, went home and was back in episode three. So from season, from episode two until the finale, she was there in every episode and contributed to if you look at where the drama was, it was all centered around Daya. Who... It was Daya,
1: Jasmine, and Cornbread until cornbread was gone.
0: Yes. But I mean, and even cornbread's wasn't wasn't drama-y. I didn't I didn't always appreciate how cornbread handled it, but it was less a matter of like how would this be perceived. But if you look at Jasmine's drama with cornbread was one thing, but then the rest of her drama was with Daya. Right, And then anything with Georges was with Daya and anything with anybody else was with Daya for the most part.
1: No, I agree. I agree. Like Daya definitely was the driver of drama, but I felt like there were times when Georges and other of the queens would be willing to like push back in a way that we wouldn't have necessarily seen in some other recent seasons. I just feel like there was a little bit more like Daya definitely drove the drama. There's no question about that. I just felt that there was more pushback this season than we'd seen in a while or in that season than we'd seen in a while.
0: Yes, because Daya, I mean, and and regardless of any other, any other drama was very light, but Daya was, uh, very Jeremy, AKA, you know, FKA Fifi. Um, she was very, um this is a rupaul's best friend race she was very she was very early season rupaul's drag race and i love that about about her because that is more realistic but if you look at the backlash if you look at the the right. social media um backlash and i think that espania holland uh i still have not watched italy i watched i think two episodes italy just did not grab me in any way shape or form I don't think, and, and this is going to sound bad, but I think it's a lot of America and a lot of Americans on social media feel very entitled to speak their piece or threaten or or say shit that no sane human should do. And so I think that the girls in the other countries don't deal with it in the same um, the same magnitude. I wonder which how is the UK why girls they can still... get it. Yeah, I don't know. And I mean... Even the UK girls aren't as, well, I mean, honestly, look at Lawrence in season two. Yes. Yeah, Lawrence won season two. When Lawrence um, was like, when Lawrence had that that moment of being, being really cunty to Ellie after the comedy challenge stand up whatever it was whichever like comedy roast challenge or whatever that they did where um, Ellie got to choose the order and Lawrence was a bitch to her the the fandom fucking were absolute assholes so i think there is a little bit more to that i feel like if ruPaul is involved it kind of it there's a little more viewership which lends to the fandom being a little bit more vocal
1: well, and it could it. also be it could also be the fact that it's Eng- it's also in English. So the people aren't having to read subtitles in order to watch it.
0: <laughs> well, true. Very true. But I mean, I think Canada, I don't think Canada has suffered as much. Although Jeffrey Boy Chapman might disagree, the guest judge of this episode. Which um, I have a
1: question about that when we get to that part of the show.
0: I, I, I don't know if I'll have an answer, but we will try. So we have have, uh, gone off on a a whole tangent here. So let's bring it all back around. Since we talked to Jeffrey Boyer Chapman, let's talk about All-Stars Season 7, Episode 4. This is Fairytale Justice. This is a take and an updating of All-Stars 4's Jersey Justice Challenge. The queens are tasked with essentially... um, putting on a court case for fairy tales the first one being a little bit more straightforward the second one being a mishmash of a couple of different fairy tales since trinity and jada were the winners of the realness of fortune ball rude decides that they will be the captains for this week's maxi challenge and they have to do a schoolyard pick to choose their teams with even (laughs) with jada being the winner of the lip sync getting to go first and choosing the person who she blocked miss jinx monsoon as her first choice and roger being the last picked what did you think of the way that the queens pick their teams
1: i think that jada is becoming the unintentional like I don't know if it's intentional or accidental, but she's becoming the accident from my perspective as a viewer, the accidentally smartest most smart person on the cast because she blocks jigs and then she immediately picks her again because she knows that if there's going to be a competition with acting, you get the best actor and then you you live up to what they set the benchmark for and it only makes you look better. And so from that perspective, I was like, Jada, I don't know if you have a strategy. You seem to be saying that you don't have one and you're just coming in and like enjoying yourself. But whether accidental or not, I thought that the fact that she blocked uh, Jinx and then picked her was fantastic strategy. I thought both teams were fairly well matched. Um, I, I was a little bit how do I put this? I was a little bit curious about Raja and where she would end up just because I only enjoyed one of her snatch game roles. And so I was curious as, as
0: Sorry, to what her improv was going to be. Meeting. Leave meeting.
1: She was, she was good. Uh, like, and I was just like, okay, I like, I like Raja. I I totally respect her fashion talent. She is amazing. But it this was a clarifying reminder or a refresher. And I guess Rue sort of puts it on the thing. It's like everybody who was around when Rue or when Raja was around the first time is dead. And so it was like, okay, this is an opportunity another opportunity for Raja to remind the young people or the newer viewers like myself, who may have started in later seasons and then had to go back and watch. And of who she is, what she can do. And I thought that that played out really well in this fairy tale justice.
0: I know, because I mean, I'm actually reporting to you live from the afterlife because <laughs> I mean, I may not have watched it live, but goddamn. I mean, I, I didn't start much later than Raj's season. So, you know, I get it. I get it. But I I'm I'm still I I can only hope that you mean that you didn't feel as much love for Deanna Vreeland because her madam was fucking spectacular.
1: No, madam. Madam was what I loved about that. I thought that was I thought that was hilarious, but I also I thought that madam was wonderful. I thought that it brought a lot of brevity to the beginning of to the first snatch game. But I also felt that it was a little bit cheating because she was able to hide her face behind it. It was almost like Valentina, like trying to do a lip sync with the mask on. She's just having to do arm movements and vocals. We're not actually seeing what she's doing with her face because it's hidden behind a mask.
0: There's nothing that requires needing the face in Snatch Game. If your jokes are not funny, then your jokes are not funny.
1: I understand, but that's why I was concerned about her acting, because I didn't really remember what she could do in the acting department. I'm like, it's one thing to put on a mask and wave your arms. It's another thing to actually go in and do improv. And so I was just a little bit
0: nervous. I mean, I guess, I guess, but Snatch Game is a huge improv challenge. So I, I will say this and spoiler alert. I, I don't feel that Raja was robbed for a third week in a row. I don't either. There's a, there's a lot of talk online about whether or not Raja should have placed top two. I think Raja should have placed top two in Snatch Game. Um, and that's partially because I don't think that Trinity's ca- like her Leslie Jordan was was great, but she basically played two characters that were herself. And there wasn't a lot of change in what she did between the two. It was two hyper feminine homosexual characters that for the most part sounded like her. So here's what but I'm not- they were still fun. I, I'm not gonna. I will, I'm not gonna discount the fact that they were fun, but I feel like Raja. There was much. There was a bigger difference in her two characters, and they were both as funny.
1: I think that when it comes to the top two, the way the seasons are, or the episodes are playing out for me, and my observation is that you have to excel in all three stages or like if there's two snatch games in a runway or if there's three looks on a runway and there's one challenge, whatever the case is, you've got to excel in all of them and you can't drop the ball on a single one. And there have been people like Raja, which she, oh, I I forget his name, where like it was the queen, uh, Bob, the drag queen, um thing uh, I before me- and
0: after olivia Thank newton you. john waters
1: right yeah. the john waters like you, oh no i agree and if you listen to the when, last episode right the, oh, the I,
0: last recap yeah totally tot- agree with you on but that.
1: what i'm saying is is that right there is a perfect example of you can't drop the ball on a single thing if you're going to want to get into the top two and at least in trinity's case with snatch game is both of hers were strong enough and then her Runway was also strong. I felt like she was deserving of top two. Now, whether or not she wins the the um, lip sync, that's an, an entirely different thing. But there are people like Evie. Evie's had some great individual moments, but she hasn't been consistent through an entire episode.
0: Well, and I will say this: I I do not agree with you on the runway playing into the challenges. If the challenge is not runway. Last episode, Realness of Fortune, yes. That was three runway looks, and you had to nail them. Raja did not nail the before and after category. Her listening to like Ray Chaser and listening to some other stuff, uh putting Trinity above her in the, the Vanna White realness, I don't agree with. It was it was a beautiful dress, but Raja as 80s Vanna White, I think won that category for me. Her before and after did not she oh, failed? Yeah, it, it it was a great Sandy. It wasn't yep. bad. It was a great Sandy. There was very little John Waters, and right. that was a fail of the category. Yep. um, she looks she looks stunning.
1: But oh, had yeah. she done
0: old older makeup and done like a bald head and done a John Waters look on her on her head, I think she would have slayed it. It would have been great. Agreed.
1: Absolutely her, agree.
0: Her realness of fortune, beautiful. So she was a two out of three. Jada and Trinity. I'll give you that. Cool. I don't think she was robbed in that that episode. In the Snatch Game episode, it really was on the challenge. And I think it could have gone either way for Trinity or Raja. Jinx, no matter what Jinx did on the runway, no matter what Jinx did in the the lip sync, after that Judy Garland. That was the single best Snatch Game ever if they had given it to anybody literally and i said this in the recap when joel and i were talking about it but i read the t- a tweet that said jinx could have stood there and done nothing during that limp sync and they still would have given her the win because her snatch game was that amazing yeah like her her runway wasn't the best of that uh of that cat like that that episode but she did such an amazing job in the challenge I kind of feel like the runway is your if you don't do great in the challenge, it can be your make or break. But we've also seen where you don't do well in the challenge and your runway can be amazing and you still end up at the bottom. EV well, in Brooklyn being that for season 11 and in this Brooklyn slayed up- that runway.
1: In this week's episode, I think it's another example of where the challenge is what got her into the top two, because let's face it, her runway looked like an old West madam who had got a porcupine pelt on her back. I mean, that's what it looked like for her on the on the runway. And so but she was amazing in the challenge. But like when Jesus she, when Christ. She, when she came out on the runway in that gown, I'm like. How many whores are working for you? And like, and where did you get the porcupine pelt?
0: I didn't mind it. I mean, I will say this This entire runway. It wasn't
1: bad, but it was a weird outfit for this.
0: This entire runway was not like... If I was going to try to get somebody hooked on Drag Race for runways, I would not show them this runway. No. Not saying that any of them were horrible, because none of them were. There was one. No, and, and yes. we will fight about this. Yes, I've had enough cocktails one. that I, mm, <laughs> I will, I will mute you. I'm sorry, dear listeners. You will not hear what he has to say about this. Cause <laughs> we're going to fight. Um, this There was, was not, one. This, this, there was did not live up
1: to the standards. And I will only say no. that you will notice that no. they did not include a Michelle commentary about said individual. And she weighed on, they, on almost does, everybody else.
0: Michelle has not commented has not done commentary for everybody because some of the queens have oh. talked about how they have not only think I forget which queen said it, but they said like only only the guest judge gave them critiques. Oh my goodness, who was it?
1: I All think in I episode is- one. This season we will not
0: disgrace that name in this, this, in this house. This,
1: this season, with all the gushing that has gone on about these queens, there are some basic principles of Drag Race, like one pieces and other, and other things that would normally get someone taken to the woodshed in a regular season. And yet those things are not being brought up. And one of those was not like the others on the runway.
0: Well, first of all, nobody's going home, so they don't need to criticized the same way. There is no point in doing that because there isn't a bottom.
1: No, I there are get no bottom that. two. There nobody's going that. home. But like but there's not even feedback of of like you could have done it could have see. been a little bit more elevated. Right. Right. That that's we what I'm see. that's what I'm saying from a perspective of the show. The fact but that But it they, doesn't matter.
0: Like why it, would we need to see that though? Why do we need to see people being shit on in an all winter season?
1: I'm not, if, you know, I'm not if, saying that they need to be shit Because you're going
0: to shit on them and I'm going to be mad about this because I'm okay. still mad about it because you already sent these comments
1: over. <laughs> well, we, we talked about it in the chat pre-podcast, but – um,
0: I didn't I didn't respond back because I was like, we're going to wait that. and we're going to talk about this. I We're we going to talk about this on the show. Right.
1: <laughs> um. But like I thought, overall the runway was pretty strong. I thought that Vivian did a great job, and we're jumping to the runway oh, without finishing the without finishing the skits. But like the first skit, Jinx was amazing, and I think that that's what got her onto the runway because her runway wasn't el- like it uh, something that I would say was top two worthy.
0: See? okay, let's just dive in. Okay, so fairy tale justice. So the uh, first team of Jinx, Jada, Monet, and Evie are doing essentially the case of the three little pigs where one of the the pigs is suing the big bad wolf for blowing their house down. Um, The second pig is her character witness. And then in a surprise twist, the third little pig is the girlfriend and the character witness for The Big Bad Wolf. What were your thoughts on this skit overall?
1: Overall, I really enjoyed it. Uh, Jinx definitely stole the show with it, though. Her one lines like only hams, the ASMR, the um, pictures of my hooves, all of that stuff, she was just brilliant. And then the physical comedy, when she enters it and tries to close the door and then does it three times as how she is like walks into the courtroom. I thought she did really well. Uh, Jada coming in as the Instagram pig um, and how she just rolled with the punches and how Jinx and Jada just sort of became this duo. I was like, I need them to have their own comedy show on Wow presents plus because they're a lot of fun to watch. Um, nobody will watch it. Well, Evie, Evie. I, it, to me, Evie felt a little bit like a knockoff of her snatch game, but she stated at the beginning that she was thinking about doing a spin on it. So that was intentional. I thought that she really had good moments where she adapted to what was being said and what was going on. And her, Unexpected chemistry with Michelle was sort of like made me go. hmm. So I enjoyed that Monet. I love Monet. She came in, but after like not even noticing really the pig snouts on the other two sisters, the fact that hers was not blended. I was like, this is like a, one of those fake tattoos. I mean, you just, Oh,
0: yeah, that was that was so
1: obvious. It it, it was like I was like, I would have expected some blending. I mean, you're not doing a significant amount of makeup for this costume and you're putting on a wig that doesn't really need to be too much prepped. So the least you could do is blend your nose. Well, you don't know how much prep her wig
0: took. You don't know how much. (laughs)
1: <laughs> like, I'm not sure. Wait, what i'm saying is girl, com- but... i'm saying by comparison to like runway looks or other things oh, this true. is not something that well, requires... she's using those
0: pussycat wigs for the well, runway that's
1: true <laughs> that's true that is very true
0: touche <laughs> touche point well, well i wonder taken. though i i wonder though because i mean like were they i want to know i want to know about the prosthetics Was this something that, like, they had somebody come in and help with, and maybe it just did not take on her? Because, I mean, you don't know that you're going to have to, like, I I guarantee you they did not bring pig nose prosthetics with them, nor practice with them. So, I don't want to judge her on the pig nose prosthetic if there was something outside of her control.
1: Yes. Did I notice
0: it in the challenge? Yes. Because it it definitely was not as as well. I didn't like you were saying, I did not notice Jinx or Jada.
1: Right. But I noticed Monet. And that was the only thing like you are absolutely correct. There could have been something production related that prevented her from doing it. And I'm totally willing to grant you that. But as a viewer, when you're just in the moment and you're watching it and you have two people come in and you haven't noticed it on them, and then all of a sudden it looks like a scab that's ready to be pulled off on her. It feels
0: really weird. It does. But I mean, it didn't impact the performance. It didn't impact the sketch. So no, you know, that's that's at least the one good thing. If it were any other season, it probably would have been a thing where they were like, Oh, well, your nose, blah, 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 whatever. Right. But I think overall, I, I agree with with you on a lot of it. I it was an interesting it was an interesting challenge. Jinx, I think, did do an amazing job. Jada as a, a twiggy slash twiggly. Yep. Uh kind of character was was cute. I was a little worried because Jada doesn't always have the best improv history with the show, and I don't think she stole over the show. There. But I think she, I, yeah, that's. I mean, that's about the best that we got out of her. <laughs> Although I will say, I still to this day will go hum. and like you know do the do her prince shenanigans from Snatch Game because I mean it's just stupid and right. I love it, right? But. I think she held her own to season five jinx. and like that improv, um not all star seven jinx. Monet, who I think suffers sometimes in improv, was probably even keel with Jada in that respect. Um, there were some things that she did that I thought were hysterical. Um, like when she would snort, like some of those things were just—they were just great. The thing I think that put it over the top was the uh, the interview with RuPaul afterwards. Okay, when they walked out of that courtroom and Jinx's ear fell off,
1: that was and wonderful.
0: When was it? I think it was Jada was talking. Uh-huh. And literally out of nowhere, Jinx just goes, Jesus Christ. And she's like, I'm so stressed. My ear fell off. And then Rue is like, what's going on? You're going to have to talk, talk louder. I can only hear out of one ear. I
1: only have 50% of the hearing or however that was.
0: Yes. Oh my God. That was everything. It that was. was everything. But here's
1: the thing. I was semi-traumatized. I did not ever need to see Rue Paul Charles as a very tall Do- Dobby the house elf
0: ever Ma'am.
1: And, and Ma'am. It was In her like, flip Right. she was
0: living her best motherfucking life oh
1: she was she was but I did not need to see Rue as Dobby I was like no. I fucking
0: loved it oh my god no, it was I so was much like, fun
1: I have been traumatized I have been traumatized
0: so much fun I thought it was hysterical <laughs> I was like, ma'am, what are you doing in flip-flops in this sketch right now? But whatever, bitch. I mean, like, it's your I'm, show. You've been I'm doing not, this for, for a millennia at this point. Go I'm for not, it.
1: I'm not from Jersey. I've only landed in an airport there. I've not spent significant amount of times. But I was like, Dobby the tall house elf from Jersey is what I, I'm were. i now watching. And I'm like, okay. Or well, Soprano, I mean, maybe.
0: Land. Well, that's
1: true. That's true.
0: They're not in Michelle's neck of the woods. This is in Drag Race Jersey. Oh, my God. Okay, so...
1: Can you imagine if he'd had snooky hair on?
0: That would have been everything. <laughs> I already loved it. I'd have fucking died. I'd have pissed myself if, he, if that was If he would the have case. been in that
1: tracksuit with those ears on and and, and <laughs> snooky hair, it would have been epic.
0: It would have been Everything. <laughs> All right, so skit skit scat number two is a combination of Little Red Riding Hood, Hansel and Gretel, um, and I feel like like three other things that I'm not even Goldie thinking Locks, about right now.
1: Little Red Oh, Goldilocks. That's H- yes, Hansel and Gretel.
0: But and I feel like there was something else that was incorporated in that was like some weird thing. Like, I feel like one of Vivian's characters, like, was not one of those three stories. And it it, it whatever. It still from... fucking it still worked. Plus a mixture of the Big Bad Wolf because obviously we're we're going from the three little pigs into uh little red riding hood. So the big bad wolf. Evie plays double duty and we have Raja, Trinity, um uh the vivian and oh god who am i missing shay shay oh that's right there's a reason yes, you shay forgot is her. her
1: there's a reason you forgot her yeah,
0: i didn't love her yeah i didn't love her in this this challenge so she was fine but it shay, was yeah shay's mm.
1: snatch game wasn't my favorite and this was her her choices here were not my favorite um I totally respect her. I totally respect her most uh, of the time for her fashion choices, but improv is not her strong suit.
0: It can be because her flavor, flavor, her flavor, flavor. I mean, the same with Monet. Her flavor, flavor was was phenomenal, Um, and I think overall she wasn't horrible, but she as bob who was is, who is bob's um pit stop ho- a co-host this week oh Naysha. Naysha lopez um bitches, i'm back um one of the uh, the like root prize it's called root prize uh series on youtube that i watch always includes the clip of Naysha coming back into the workroom in season 8 so it was a season 8 reunion on the the pit stop but they commented on the fact that she just kind of went full Karen in the the skit, and there were no other levels to it and I think that's what it was it was it was very one note it wasn't a bad performance
1: i found it just it didn't live up
0: to where everybody else was
1: right so it's all it's like when they do the roasts or the com like the stand up comedy challenges the first person and the last person the most important people in the challenge to be able to set the tone and then wrap it up. When she came into this challenge, she did not set a good tone on which everybody else could build. It was very monotone. It was more like her reading off a list, uh, like a formal police report, as opposed to her doing actual improv. And Vivian was trying to roll with it, but she wasn't getting very much because it was so dry. It wasn't until Raja came in and sort of saved it, and then with a little prior to raja's arrival michelle was do- having to do some of the heavy lifting there and so i felt like vivian was sort of on her own unless michelle helped because shay was so monotone in that role
0: no i agree with you on that i i mean she looks stunning i will always yes. love a bear her nose, a was blended.
1: her nose was blended if we're doing a callback <laughs> to the previous segment
0: I I will I will always anytime a bear is involved, I'm there, you know, it's it's how I do. But yeah, it just it didn't it didn't give me levels and I wanted levels. I wanted her to I wanted to feel more Shay in this and it felt scripted versus being able to improv it. Vivian, on the other hand, I thought was phenomenal yes. right from the jump. Well, um, we knew that she
1: was going to be good at this type of thing from UK we season didn't, one.
0: Though we only had a slight snippet, a little taste of it. Her we knew Margaret she did a Thatcher great Trump. Was
1: fantastic, or her Trump was fantastic. Not Margaret Thatcher. That it, was baga,
0: baga. Yeah, but I mean, like, but like she said in the confessional, they didn't do an improv challenge, so it was we didn't really get to like have a, a wider scope. We were like, okay. This is we know that she's got the chops. We didn't really see a huge uh, showing from her in this snatch game, so it was kind of like, okay, well, what are we gonna see? And I mean, if you read the editing, you could tell that there was gonna be a big focus on her because it was very much, I'm coming out swinging for this next challenge. Uh, this badge is mine to win. This is blah probably- blah. Yep. You know, like this bitch is like having PTSD, fucking flashbacks of her season getting badges. But... Hey, she's finally won some money. I mean, fuck yes. I mean, I would say she's the first British queen, but that was uh, Lady Camden. But yes, finally some money in her pocket for winning something on a drag race competition. (laughs) Uh, Go ahead. Oh, I was going to say, I... I wasn't 100% sure of how she was going to do, but she impressed me so much with it. Between the accents, between her really just kind of taking charge of her character, I think she was marvelous in Ab- in this skit.
1: Absolutely. The fact that like she was Goldilocks, Little Red Riding Hood, Hansel, and Gretel, and the fact that she was rolling with the punches, and I think afterwards, in one of the commentary segments, she was like, I wasn't sure exactly what was going on, but I just went with it and she did fantastic. I actually wonder if Trinity and Shay had been reversed. If Shay would have looked better because Trinity coming in with all the stomping, the swirling, the very dynamic personality. If, Trinity had come in with all of that as the opening. And then you have Raja, which is bent over the old golden girls type. And then you have Shay as the Karen that could have all worked. And so I wonder if their skit wasn't self-sabotaged by the order in which the Queens were
0: introduced. I mean, I don't, I don't think so. I think that, I think they would have done if there was some shifting of I think if Trinity and Shay had changed, it might have been a little different. I think Raja was was really well suited to right. uh grandmahood. Um I don't know. The 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 Trinity uh, Trinity as the the the, the 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 witch in the forest at Hansel and Gretel ate her house, like that was that was fine. I I wasn't mad at any of their performances overall. I did not connect to the skit as much as the first one. I think Viv was the standout. I don't think any of the other girls rose to the level of Viv in this challenge. I think as an ensemble, Jinx, even dude. though Jinx well, I'm, but in this in this half oh, of the challenge, okay, got it, I got should it. say. In this skit, I should say. I apologize. I don't think out of this group of four or five, if you include Evie, um, Evie was the closest, and she wasn't technically a part of this team. Jinx, even though she really outshone, I think Evie was still really good. I think the other two girls were at a – they gave levels, and they gave a feel of like, okay, this feels very cohesive. I don't I didn't feel that same way about skit number two. I think Viv ran away with it so much. Um not, felt- and, and that's not taking anything away from anybody because they all did they all did great, but I think if if I'm looking at this, I'm saying, okay, Jinx and and the Vivian are your clear one and two this week.
1: J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition smart bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com slash awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. I I absolutely agree with you on that. What I found interesting about the two skits is... As a cohesive whole, the first one was much stronger. But outside of, if you set Jinx aside, who after having watched Snatch Game, you just know that she's in a league of her own. I felt like the one liners were better from the second skit. Because, I mean, the stuff that was going on with Raja making up stories, uh, making up stuff, and then. Trinity coming in and her whatever she said didn't match up with what Raja and Shay had said, but Vivian was still rolling with it. I felt like the way that the individual lines or the zingers or the adaptation of the Queens to each other was a little bit better, but as a skit as a whole, the first one was better.
0: I think that lends itself to when you can even, when you can outshine a group, but still bring them up. I think that's huge agreed um and yes i mean you're telling you're telling one story in the first skit you're telling 14 stories in the second skit it's always going to get muddy and and be less cohesive um so i think they were at a disadvantage regardless by trying to tell four different stories or three different stories and yeah i just i think skit 1 in my opinion was the stronger of the two skits i agree but viv phenomenal um, it, it, yeah. There, it, it, overall, I think it was. I think it was a very cute challenge. Um, to to try to go back to the well of something of along the lines of that Jersey Justice get from from AS four. Was it was a choice, and I think overall, I was not mad about them redo like, quote unquote, redoing a challenge like this.
1: What did you think of Rue asking Vivian if she had learned anything and? She was like, "Fuck no!" <laughs> well,
0: I mean, she's a compulsive liar. Right. I think it was. I think it was perfectly in character, and I think I, 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 I enjoyed it. Like honestly, I think they cemented their wins in that post courtroom sketch with Rue, partially because I, they were dealing with Rue directly.
1: I, I, I hadn't thought of it that way, but that makes absolute sense.
0: Yeah, I, I I I feel like that was, was definitely and I, I will never not think about Jesus Christ like and for the Jew in the group to say that like it's just even it makes it even funnier. Oh <laughs> <laughs> uh, jinx. Fucking love it. All right. So the challenge is over. Let's hit the runway. Category is spikes on the runway. I i don't want to ask this question.
1: Well, maybe before you ask that question, let me just say, because this may also be unpopular, I was not a fan of Rue's outfit this week. Like, there are weeks where she looks stunning, but whatever she was wearing this week was not flattering.
0: I mean... I don't remember it, but I I feel like I re- I feel like from what I can remember. Oh wait, no, let me hold on. I'm...
1: It was blue and it had cowboy tassel stuff on it, it, like something like that, and like it was a blue velvet with tassels. And I was like,
0: no, but it wasn't but... a full blue blue velvet. I'm, I, I I I pulled the picture up. Um, I was not a fan. I thought like... her
1: hair was amazing because she looks great in white and blonde wigs, but the dress was not flattering.
0: I love the design on the bodice area. I don't like the sleeves all the way into gloves. Like, I don't like that. I don't like the fact that the top is like a sheer and then the bottom is a velvet. Like, I don't think this is her best look at all from the neck up. Beautiful. The bodice area. I kind of love that, that sequiny pattern. I don't love the neck pattern. I love from like tits to tits to belly button. I like that pattern. I like that. It's no, I don't think you it, in my world it is not a, an unpopular opinion to say that uh, this is not rue's strongest look. This runway in general not a strong runway overall.
1: Let's talk about but, the positive before we get to the negative maybe?
0: It's, no. No, let's just let's just fight now.
1: Okay. All right.
0: Mm. What are what are you what are your low lights? The,
1: the, the low lights um Evie a bodysuit and some reptile, not reptile insect arms that Onyx did better in season 2 of Espania. looks way better in Hispania than Evie and then for Michelle to s- call it groundbreaking and all this other stuff I was like have you watched your own spinoff series? Because no, Phonics because did they were so filmed much around better. the
0: same time. I'm just, there is not time for them to watch it or to finish, copy each other. Let
1: me finish. No, because, uh, no. Listen, I have listened to your podcast for a very long time. And there have been on many occasions where you guys talk about how the edits go favorably or unfavorably. If you have two shows that are being recorded at the same time and you see that Onyx had her uh, insect outfit weeks ago, like a month or more ago, and you're going to put out a new episode of All Stars, maybe you just cut that comment from Michelle out so that she doesn't say that it's elevated because by comparison, it's not. I've actually been disappointed with Evie most of this season her en- her entrance luck i appreciated but i feel like she's pulling a juju bee in uk versus the world where like she half asked it for the first part of the season and then like came at came at it in the set- end half and i'm waiting for Evie to get to that second half like juju bee now that's different than shay Ma'am,
0: Ma'am, Ma'am, we're going to (laughs) fight.
1: Shay's runway this week, they did not have any commentary from Michelle on that, and Shay is normally glorious. There's no denying that Shay, 99% of the time, 98% of the time, has impeccable taste. Can't deny it at all. But there are always exceptions that prove the rule. And this week, that runway was the exception that proved the rule. That thing was hideous. The things that were on the train were falling over. They didn't look right. It was bad. It was very, very rough for those two this week. Have you finished with your wrong opinions yet? (laughs) I have finished now, whether or not they are wrong will be up for your <laughs> listeners to decide, but I will still stand by them.
0: Everyone is entitled to their wrong opinions. It's okay mm. it's okay um i i did not I did not love Shays the spikes on Shay's train. I do not think that it was a horrible look. And even in All Stars Five, and I was still mad about about the way that they that like Ross critiqued it as crafty. I I do not think that it was not a look befitting of the drag race stage, and I think that this world has really. I don't miss the days of go being able to go to Forever 21 and pull a little black dress off the 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 and walk the runway of RuPaul's Drag Race. Well, we learned um, on UK that very, that is not allowed. No, that's H and M.
1: I was the the H and M the the concept of pulling stuff something off the rack is what I was well, referring to.
0: But I but I mean I'm going back to like seasons like three and four and two right, right where that was common I mean you know this wasn't a show that you were I mean you were the the cash prize in season two was fifty thousand dollars you
1: so you're saying that you think that Shay's runway this week was worthy of Queen of Queen's status and two hundred thousand dollars because that by comparison to everybody else except for Evie on the stage did not measure up
0: no but this is the thing. Not every single fucking look has to be your best drag. She's doing a category. This is not a competition where one win defines your entire run. I'm not saying it was my favorite Shay look, but I'm also not going to sit there and tear her apart on it. because. And even Evie's, I didn't think it was an amazing look. I thought it was cool. I thought it, it was also cool. was a little bit of a harken back to... um her being on points in her own way which was very much like a brooklyn like a a brooklyn evie battle few type of thing callback um i i still i don't think that evie's runways have been oh my god jaw dropping and i don't remember if it was i had read something before the season started and it was where the queens had said it was either that they were most impressed with Evie's runways or her makeup. And I'm really hoping it was her makeup because everything that I've seen after this episode was, "Oh my god, look at that mug." And her her face was beautiful. She looked um, better
1: in her lineup outfit than she did in her scorpion outfit. Though I will say her standing on her toes like that was damn impressive.
0: Well, yeah, and I mean it's the same mug. It's just a different outfit in that in the same episode. Um if we're talking like the the critiques what? or the when they announce the top two because thank God they've gotten to the point where they're just like let's change out of these fucking outfits like um, and this is something where like and this was the same critique from Monet that the pit stop had some of these outfits are more are better um, photo shoot outfits mm. because Bob and I mean Bob is, is Monet's sister and she you know she's being honest about this that outfit Monet's outfit, I liked her outfit, but it did not read well on the runway. She looked so awkward and like she was trying to make sure it all stayed in place. Photographed in a a photo shoot, probably stunning. But on the runway, it's different.
1: What I found interesting about her outfit specifically was the fact that it looked so much better when she took the mask off. Like... When, when she came out on the original runway and I was like, okay, this is Mad Max returns to office after a pandemic, but, um, it, the mask, like I got what she was going for, but then when she was like, when the critiques were going on and she removed it to speak and you got to see more of the detail and like, when you were looking at her face, you weren't focused on this mask she actually, for me, looked way better without the mask on than she had when she had it on. But I agree, if you're talking about photographs, that mask in a photograph is going to look fantastic.
0: And that's the thing, and that's where like a lot of like a lot of the looks on the runway, it's tough because they are being so blown out because of the lighting. Because you're talking about television lighting versus a photo shoot versus anything else. Um, and with you know, you talk España, you talk. Um, U.S. um I will say this, and it's going to be wrong from the standpoint of a xenophobic way, a myopic way, but Michelle and the U.S. franchise don't give a shit about the, the franchises in other countries well, outside strange. of U.K., because that's what they're involved with.
1: And they haven't gone back and, down
0: under yet. Well, I mean, I was thinking about that today. Yeah, I don't think they will be, to be honest. Because that has been a highly, highly not well-received uh, franchise. But aside from UK and US, and I'll include all stars with the US, because I mean, it's just an extension of it. They don't really care. So Michelle, Michelle may not. And I mean, honestly, at that point in time. Well, that's true. At that, point, at that point in time, she wouldn't know. Evie wouldn't have known onyx wouldn't have known like none of them would have known any of that and it's it's not so they were talking demons and monsters I, I believe is the the runway you're referring to for onyx um i it's i like espania i just really have not paid a whole ton of attention and i haven't seen episode two since like right after it aired um and i'm trying to catch up on it but it is these, an excellent these, season
1: excellent season i don't speak a lick of spanish i need to learn it because so i don't have to read subtitles but let me tell you oh well, because is some worth of the it.
0: subtitles don't match up but right
1: right uh, but it, that is season two of Espana has felt like an all-stars and it's a regular season it has been fantastic uh,
0: uh, uh, i don't know how to say I agree with you there i love Espana. from what i've watched i mean i love season one they uh, had a Transformers a, robot in
1: the first episode.
0: I know. I didn't. I. Mm, yeah, that's a that's a lot of money to put into hoping to win a show. But anyway, we're not here to talk Espanya. I still think it's a fantastic. I think it's the best of the uh, international franchises. I really do. So I'm oh, not. I agree I'm with, you. I agree with any, you that outside of, that. of UK, outside of UK. Well, I I still I count that in. I, I don't because count that Roo as an international there. because of Rue. <laughs>
1: Got it. Okay. Fair enough. Yeah. Uh,
0: non rue hosted. Of the non English. Uh, international...
1: Of the non English.
0: Well, no, because I still count Canada oh, as, a, that's as right. an international. Non rue hosted franchise brands. Um, Espania is still my favorite. And that includes I, Canada. I, I agree. Because I don't, I, absolutely I don't agree. think Canada's amazing all the time. But anywho, unpopular opinions being spit out of my mouth. Um, Listen, but I do I love watch Canada that... for
1: Brooklyn, and that's the only reason I watch Canada. Oh
0: yeah, I love Brooklyn. I, I do too. Love Brooklyn, I do too. Um, I do love the fact that for season two of España, they decided that um, with the amount of times that these queens say maricon, they were going to stop actually translating it properly and just ch- change the the word to bitches. And I was like, oh, okay. <laughs> you don't like the fact that they just call each other fags all the time? Like whatever. <laughs> That was my favorite part. Was that it was just like maricon, maricon, maricon. It was just like fag, fag, fag all over, all over the uh, the closed captioning. And then season two rolled around. And they're like maricon, 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 and they're like bitches, bitches, bitches. I'm like that's not, that's not. But then when they say puta, like then that's bitch. Like something doesn't add up here, subtitle people. But anywho, uh, <laughs> but when you have something like that, yes, they could edit it out but at the same time not everybody is you or i who are watching aside from italy i've watched every episode of all of the drag race franchise i will probably one day get around to italy <laughs> italy episodes three through whatever 10 12 whatever it is um but Here's not everybody the, that watches if the you us haven't... version watches spain
1: that's true, and just as a FYI, if you end up watching Italy, almost all of those episodes are an hour and a half because they cram so much stuff into it. There were times when I was watching that season where I was like, "Is this episode ever going to end?" So prepare yourself before you go and oh, watch. Oh, that's the first why I season.
0: stopped after two. Right? It was so. Ooh. It was so drag. Dr- dr- pun intended. It was dragging on for so long, and I was like, um. This is this is a lot of extra shit that I don't need. And, like, this is where I commend the U.S. editing team. They know how to make that shit go. They know how to do this. When, you know, when they, when the queens leave the stage to go to the Untuck lounge, a.k.a. the workroom, they do that little part where they speed up, and, they, like, they, they put that, like, room vroom sound right. and, like, speed up the footage. Dragula does not do that some of the um the international versions do not do that and i'm like you realize that you're wasting my time right now right (laughs) like this is seconds that you could be shaving off and this is where the editing is different but it's also because they include in the
1: regular episodes
0: well but not even that but like in different countries editing is done differently the only place that it's a direct comparison is dragula where i'm like i don't need to sit here and watch them all walk off at normal pace like you're showing me things that i don't need to see that i don't care about let's let's find a way to make this a breezier lighter edit and that was italy when i was watching drag race italia it just felt like it felt heavy and weighted down by everything that they included and i just didn't like after two episodes i was like i am just i this is a lot to read and a lot of things that I don't care about. And then to find out that the winner did not win a challenge the entire season. I was like, "Wow, well, that's, that's, um, that's a choice. But again, we're not here to talk Italy. <laughs> we're, here, we're here to talk all stars. <laughs> um, I, I don't think it was their worst runways. I don't think I will defend jujube on You've done forty-seven seasons of Drag Race. You go to UK versus the world. I get that you've
1: listen. You, I don't disagree with you. Like she's she's totally she's totally got to do what she's got to do. I'm not like it's just it, when you chuckle about it with Juju B, you have to be able to also point it out in other people. And for me, I feel like as much as I enjoyed the fact that Juju B sort of half-assed at the first part of that season, I sort of feel like Evie's doing that now.
0: But this is the thing. We're still in a panorama. And when those seasons, when All Star Seven and UK versus the World were filmed, we were still in the thick of this pandemic Lovato. Mm. That's a lot of money that you are not making by touring. And especially somebody like Juju Mo Mo wants to spend that much money. Good on you, bitch. But Juju B doesn't have a makeup brand that she's launching and that she's making money off of. She doesn't have all these other things. Um, I'm not going to sit here and say, oh my God, Juju's runways were the best. But at the same time, I'm not going to fault her for not spending money on a show that's not giving her a fucking penny. Because this isn't like a US drag race where she could win 100,000, 200,000, 150,000, even 10 grand for winning a fucking lip sync um, at the end of the challenge she's winning a fucking repeater badge i wouldn't spend the money either if i didn't have it i would be like okay well these are probably the first couple of challenges i'm gonna save my money for putting together a couple of outfits we don't know her life and whatever the case was like that was what it was i don't think evie i think evie's drag right now is an elevation of where she was on season 11 does that mean that it matches up to what we call an elevation for a Shea or a Raja or um, a Jada? Maybe not. Um, Jinx? It's a fucking glow up because in season five, she was a whole different person. So I'm never, I never like to. This is one of the only things that I will kind of, kind of slightly be like, what? when the Boulet brothers are like we will not critique your drag because drag is art and art is subjective I just don't I, I, I somewhat agree with it I just want to I it to match the category if you match the category and it doesn't look like you hot glued construction paper together or it doesn't look like you just took gift bags and hastily hot glued them to a corset la la Rie, um Mm. then i'm like okay like i i wanted to match the category i don't think anybody should ever go into or or be expected to go into massive debt to have thirty thousand dollar outfits to walk a single runway on a television show
1: i agree i agree i just when i when i what I have for myself as a viewer is the expectation when you're getting queen of Queens, that you might come out with something more than a one piece and
0: stingers. But was it, listen, that beedrill cosplay that she did was a Pokemon lovers dream. I don't think it was, I don't think it was a bad runway. And I think if she were to win this show, It's a culmination of her 11 weeks of competition and her lip sync for the crown SmackDown. That is any queen, any, I don't think there is a single queen that has won the show in the U S that you can tell me has not faltered or had a runway look that maybe wasn't their best.
1: Oh, I agree with you. And I feel like this is Shay's week where that definitely happened for her. But with Evie, her runway looks throughout the season thus far for me have been disappointing from what I would expect from Evie.
0: I mean, compared to kind of the, the Hobby Lobby crafty look of her season 11 drag, this is an elevation. She's not of... The same quote unquote. I don't even want, Like, I feel bad even saying this because. And drag isn't doesn't need to be compared in a in a compare and contrast. Evie versus Jinx versus Shay or versus the Vivian. Um, I haven't loved her outfits per se. Like I the the B Arthur. I think the B Arthur was my favorite.
1: That was even fantastic. the TV look
0: was like. I didn't like. I don't know Cardi B in that aesthetic, but she actually looked like like she gave me full out fucking B Arthur realness in that first part, and I fucking lived. Um, but there are some parts where I'm like, ah, eh, you know. But do I feel like this is a glow up and an elevation of Evie from season eleven? Absolutely, absolutely.
1: Maybe it's just that I'm disappointed because her. I really liked what she did with her entrance look, and I was hoping it would just skyrocket from there. But
0: see, I don't feel like it's much different. Like I don't feel like the level has gone down or gone up from her entrance look. Especially when the hair would just keep on flopping and coming up and flopping and coming up. <laughs> <laughs> like, I feel like it's an elevation from where she's been, but I don't think she's given us anything. She hasn't broken her own mold. And when mm-hmm. you are such an oddball queen or quote unquote quirky queen, queen of the queerdos it's very hard to break your own mold. And I think that's the problem. I think that's where maybe you're having a little bit of difficulty in that is, is she is in her own mold and she doesn't like, there isn't a way to break out of it. So so basically you're saying that she's a
1: jinx, but in quirky.
0: She's a season five jinx. Yes. Okay. I think jinx now is a different jinx.
1: What's crazy about that is I saw Jinx in person when she came through on to on one of the roast tours back in late 2019. And the Jinx that we are getting on all stars is way better than the Jinx that we got on the roast. At least when in Phoenix.
0: Oh my God. I mean, well I've seen Jinx drunken hide telling stories in her show. And I was like, dear God, what are you doing? I just love the girl. I love Jinx, but there are times where you just, don't get the best jinx on the on the on the road and this was this was her and major scales doing a show it wasn't about billions when she does this was an unscripted show which the haters roses they write their own jokes but it's not a scripted show i think depending on how drunk or high jinx is, is whether or not you get amazing jinx mediocre jinx or girl should i put you to bed type of jinx But this jinx on the show is is impeccable and honestly just amazing. But that's because they don't let them get too drunk and they don't let them have weed. So
1: which has been mentioned on a couple of occasions for Raja, which, by the way, her runway look was totally giving me uh, Evelyn from Masters of the Universe. And I was there for it.
0: I was going to say, let's let's chat about some of the highlights. So obviously Raja was a highlight.
1: Raja was definitely a highlight. I love a vampire story and I like Trinity. So I, I really appreciate Trinity's like stake through the body. I thought that that was fantastic. Um, Jada was. How do I put it? Subtly beautiful. If that makes sense. Like I, when she came out in those spikes at first, I was like, this is sort of a retread of last episode. In terms of some of her choices, but then you've got looking at the detail and what she'd done with it, and I was like, "That's really good work." Um, the Vivian obviously was. I mean, I don't even know how to describe that. It was so beautiful.
0: I didn't love it. I don't know what it was no! about it. I didn't love it. I don't. I didn't hate it. I just didn't love it. I don't. I don't know what it was about it. And I. I'm not a fashion queen. Like I don't, you know, I, I get that my opinions are just some random faggot on the the internet with a, a microphone, you know, just talking shit every week. But I didn't. I thought it was. I thought it was a pretty look. I just didn't. I didn't think the like. Oh my god, this is like groundbreaking, fashion changing. Like praise that it was getting. I didn't understand it, and so... and that's fine. Like <laughs> I just. I. I didn't understand it the same way.
1: I thought like it took me a moment to warm up to it. When she first came out, I was like, wow, that's something I, I wonder if it would have looked better if it had had some sort of either Cape or something around the waist that she took off to reveal the legs. And then you have it with like, without a Cape or without a dress or skirt, I I can see where you were like not in love with it, but once I adjusted to my expectations to what I saw as she stepped out from underneath the arch, because at first I was like whoa, and then I was like whoa, this is beautiful.
0: And that's I mean I I I will not discredit her. I think no matter what, she deserved her win absolutely. I just yeah it, it it just it this one wasn't it for me um i think if there was anybody overall that i i thought was best in class in a in in my opinion not the strongest runway overall it would have ended up being uh raja like i thought raja was was fantastic um i think but raja's it, it, runway it, was know.
1: beautiful um like I said, when I saw that, I was like, this is giving me everything from Masters of the Universe and He-Man that I need. It was it was yeah. wonderful. Uh, one thing that I wanted to bring up, because I thought it was hilarious, the episode started with Jinx play, playing O.K. Hun, which which is like <laughs> on the
0: ukulele on the
1: ukulele, which was super cool. But I was like, is she doing this for Vivian? Because if so, this is the wrong season. Vi- that was a season two song, not a season one song. And so I was like, I wonder what well, it would have been really
0: she's- mean if she sang uh, uh, Break up bye-bye, which she- oh, Vivian yeah. lost the challenge in. <laughs>
1: It would have been been really
0: fucking shady. (laughs)
1: That would have been shady. That might Mm.
0: shady bitch.
1: Right. Exactly. Exactly.
0: Yeah. I think it. I feel like when this filmed, that may have been uh, that may have been something that just came out and I feel like it might have been something that was like, hey, it's a little UK thing and it's a, a current thing. Mm. Where, when we're seeing it, we've now had an entire other season because With they bang, shoved bing, bang, season bang. three into. Well, yeah, but season three got filmed. Season three was probably filmed right around the same time.
1: Right. Because Rue probably or maybe during a pandemic pro- was just flying over for the second half and probably did a third season right away.
0: Yes, because what they did, because there was such a delay they didn't air UK season two during the normal time. They went, they pushed it back. And then, um, and then after that, they filmed three. Because right, I think UK versus the world and se- filmed right after season three of UK. And they put season three of UK in the normal time spot or not time spot, but year like release schedule. They put it in the normal spot. Mm. so it, yeah everything was is all out of whack but I think at that point it, that was probably something that was more, more in the drag cultural zeitgeist when they were going into the quarantines and the filming of this season and I think that was just kind of a thing and it was a little like oh okay UK and Vivian like yeah I think it would have been shady as fuck if she was like I wanna break up bye bye <laughs> <laughs> Maybe I'll see you in the next life. I want to make up, uh, which I think is still a superior song. I, I still think Break Up by Bye is a better song, but again, just me. Um, so after this runway, we got all the critiques. Uh, Jeffrey Borer Chapman is the, the guest judge. You had mm. a question about Jeffrey Borer Chapman.
1: So I wasn't much of a fan of his on Drag Race Canada season one. And you were an uncultured swine. (laughs) Well, and like he's done tons of cameos Mm -hmm. prior, but I'm like, after not being on Drag Race Canada season two, I was like, what is it about him that has him coming back to this franchise, the mothership, when I don't know if it was considered unsuccessful, the fact that he didn't return for season two in Canada, but like what is the obsession with him, by Rue or World of Wonder, that keeps him coming back?
0: Well, I think he's friends with Rue, which is one thing. Um, two, he didn't. It wasn't like a a fan backlash, which he wasn't fired from season from Canada. He had a scheduling issue, which was the same as I think. Uh, oh my God, what was her name? Stacy, the from other ju- our judge host, co-host. Um, both of them had scheduling issues which prevented them from filming season two because production was shifted because of covid Mm. um so neither of them were able to return for season two does that mean that they'll be back for season three i don't know um but it wasn't something where they were like oh well the fans hated you so we're gonna fire you which i would i think be a horrible thing to have be a, a precedent for anything but um it was it was a scheduling thing, and I think that Rue likes Jeffrey Burrow Chapman. I think that his appearances on the U.S. Uh, flagship show have all been relatively well received, and um, yeah, I don't see him not being brought back as a guest judge, a skit scat person, because he's done the Bitchler, he's done Snatch Game of Love, he's done all different things. Um, and in this case, just being a judge on the panel, I I see him being a part of the show. I don't know if he will be back on Canada, but I haven't I heard like much him about the, I, season three.
1: I like him in the skits. Um, I was just not expect, and I like I figured if he'd come back, we'd see him in skits again. I was not expecting to see him as a judge, so I was like he seems like an odd choice for an uh, All-Stars season where we've got Naomi Campbell and we've got Vanna White. I'm like, this seems like an odd choice.
0: Ma'am, not you putting him under Vanna White. Oh, ma'am. Uh,
1: Vanna Poor White Jeffrey has a Barty much more Chapman. successful career than him.
0: Uh, Jeffrey Boyd Chapman is a pretty... Uh, he's He's been doing his shit.
1: I'm not saying that, but she's been on on television consistently for 40 years or more. On that one
0: game show. On that one game show. And you
1: don't think that she's made more coin than most people with that syndication deal? And you know that they're paying her a pretty penny to keep her coming back. I
0: mean, we're talking 40 years, so we're talking like in the 70s. You think they were paying Vanna White that much money up until maybe the 90s, maybe the 2000s? You know, that bitch was not getting her money's worth like they were not paying her what she was worth for many years of the the tenure.
1: She was. she was my first inkling that I might be gay as a kid because she was the only person that I saw on the farm because my grandparents loved uh, Wheel of Fortune and would watch it every evening during supper. And so, like, she was my first introduction to someone who looked fabulous in a gown, and I should have n- n- realized back then that something was different, because I had.
0: When you were her. like, I want to wear that dress, right? rather than, exactly. I want to take her dress off. Right. <laughs> you were like, I want to take her dress off, and then put it on.
1: Right. It's like, I want to be able yeah. to glide across a room like that.
0: <laughs> I mean, I mean, I hear you. I hear you. Um yeah i I see him being a part of of more things. i just I don't know whether or not it's uh it's gonna be something that i I don't know what Canada's future looks like i I would love to see Stacy back. I didn't have as much of a problem with Jeffrey Boyer Chapman on Canada's drag race. Uh, I think he filled a specific type of role. And I think because he was mean to Jimbo once, I mean, there was some other shit that was, that he said, I I don't, don't fucking at me. people out there, but I think the biggest issue was him saying something mean to Jimbo and the fucking fandom being like, how dare you fucking say anything about Jimbo. And I think that's really like the big thing. That's really the big, I mean, Michelle has said some ridiculous shit to a lot of people and we don't fucking treat her the same way, but right. Whatever. But our top two all-stars, we've talked about this already, were the Vivian and Jinx Monsoon. Viv gets her first legendary 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 legend legend, legend, star. She Well, first off, she got her legendary 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 legendary, star. (laughs) Jinx, however, did not get a legendary 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 star because she was blocked. So then after that, they lip-sync to Love Will Save the Day the Jellybean slash David Morales remix by Whitney Houston with the Vivian coming out as the winner of the lip sync. Did you think that the right person won the lip sync?
1: I did, but for a moment I thought that Jinx was going to win because whenever I think about Whitney Houston dancing in her music videos, it's mostly shoulder work. And so in the gown that uh, Jinx was in, I was like, Oh, they've given her a thing where all she has to do is shoulder work. Um, and so I was like, are they setting jinx jinx up to get another one? But then I thought that Vivian did what she needed to do, not to pull from another, um, series, but she did what she needed to do. And I, she I was did what <laughs> needed to be, so done. be done. Exactly. Boy, I, that's a whole different topic, but I have been enjoying legendary. Um, I no, seriously though, the, the, do you want the, to be a
0: statement? Uh, or oh not <laughs> much.
1: Um, I thought if the so. if the
0: fucking if the team that should win does not win, I will fucking throw something through a window. This
1: season has right been now, very that finale, interesting.
0: That finale is set up with one team that deserves to win. So, and one team that I don't feel deserves to be in the finale. I did, me.
1: I did not realize that they dumped a whole bunch of episodes, so I watched them, thought I was caught up, and then found out that there's a whole bunch more out. And so, I'm a little bit behind, but so far, with the exception of one team, this has been like Drag Race season 14. <laughs> with Is- the it's been something, anyways, not to detract tra- de- from Drag Race.
0: Honestly, like, I don't understand HBO Max's three episodes, three episodes, three episodes, one. (laughs) But I mean, Netflix did this with the, the circle as well. They're like, here's three episodes. Here's three episodes. Here's three episodes. Here's three episodes. Here's the finale by itself. Like, I don't get that. But the team that should be in the finale, that is in the finale, if they don't win, I will fucking riot. And if you know, you know. I look forward yes. to watching
1: the episodes.
0: Oh, oh my God. Did you see the anime ball?
1: Yes. With Bob the Dry Queen. Yes. Coming in
0: this fucking sailor moon with those wings and them. Yes. Fucking the anal bead braid, like uh fucking braids. Yes. It was so oh, good so to good. see
1: him. And he looked fantastic.
0: Sh- Deshaun in the fucking tuxedo mask outfit. Oh, <laughs> girl. Yep. Yep. Anyway. Yep. So, yes. I I even with the fucking alley oop from Jada, the fucking double teaming to bring the xylophone out, like I still think that I think that the Vivian deserved her win. So So, I was thinking
1: about that, like they since they all could potentially be top two. I was like, Jada probably had that for her own thing if she won it and was going to use it and pull it out and use it. And the Viv probably knew it and was just like, hey, Mm -hmm. as in the moment, I feel like I thought it was very well done.
0: I listen, I guarantee you that was that was a little collusion because they would have had to know about it. And Viv and and Jada were probably like, all right, well, if if I'm top two, I'm going to use it if you're top two. Just come over and I'll hand it to you. Are Fucking you collusion. Are you suggesting
1: a, sick, a secret alliance between Jada and Vivian?
0: No, because I don't think they're smart enough to pull that off. <laughs> but um, Definitely collusion in this lip sync. But it was a cute lip sync. I it wasn't was. mad about it. I did not. And, and it's Jinx's first lip sync loss. The first queen to ever beat Jinx Monsoon in a RuPaul's Drag Race lip sync is the Vivian. Because mm-hmm. technically, the final one of... She beat Detox in the semifinals. They did a lip sync at the end of the, the la- second the second to last episode. And she was crowned the winner. So technically she won that. And then she won uh, the one where she was top two before this. So this is the first time Jinx has lost a Drag Race lip sync. And Vivian has that, that distinction now. But after a quick perusal down the line, Viv chooses Monet Change. To be blocked, so Monet can compete next week, and even win ten thousand doll hairs, but she will not be able to receive a legendary, 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 legendary star. So, did you see the expression
1: on her face? There, like sometimes, every once in a while, you'll be able the they will do an edit that actually allows the the f- facade to drop. She did not look happy.
0: Oh, well, no. I mean, she said it, like, as soon as she gets blocked, it's game on. And, I mean, she's been playing this game hard from the beginning. She's been playing yep. quote-unquote under the radar, but she's been playing this game hard from the get-go. And honestly, I I, I kind of, it makes me a little upset, and I'm sure that it's not going to be, like, she's not going to come out and be a cunt about it, and like, I, I, she'll roll with it. But if she doesn't, it's going to make me a little upset because, I mean, it's just the name of the game. And, it, it like, you can't be that way. You can't, you can't, I mean, you can, but it would upset me personally if she was, if she was, uh, really all up in her fucking feelings about it. So we'll see how that goes.
1: I think it's good strategy.
0: This is the moment of the episode where I ask everybody who is on the show with me, who are your top two for All-Star season seven?
1: I have been struggling with this, to be honest. Um, I think Jinx is definitely top two. Um, It's easier for me to name four, but top two, uh, that other spot, it could be Trinity or it could be Jada. I just don't think that Shay has done well enough in the acting challenges to, and other people have I don't think that she can just get by on runways.
0: All right. We'll not pick one of those two. So do you think Jada, do you think Trinity? I want your top two.
1: Um, I would say Trinity. Okay.
0: I am we'll... still, I'm still a Jinx stan. I'm still a Monet stan. Um, They're still my, my top two, no matter what, those are my, my peoples, both because I have friendships with them. And because overall um, I think Jinx has just shown her absolute fucking talent, and I think Monet is playing a very interesting game, and uh, I think that it is a different type of game that Drag Race has seen, and I think it will benefit her in the long run.
1: Well, and I was looking at it because I was I was trying to figure out who's like in the lead for having been in the top two the, tw- the most, and I'm like, Jinx has been there three times, Trinity has been there twice. Now, granted, we're only four episodes in, but like you start getting that kind of a track record of just getting into the top two and your odds just increase. Like if it always if it ends up being Evie next week so that she gets her star, but then it's either Jinx or Trinity opposite of her, they're still in the top two. And I feel like at, for the first part of the season, they're the two strongest competitors from a purely mm-hmm. top two standpoint.
0: Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Well, Luke, it has been fantastic having you on the Flame On podcast.
1: This Please has been let blast. our
0: listeners know. Well, I'm glad to have you on. I'm glad that you reached out and said, hey, I would love to do this because I am all about bringing some new voices onto the show uh, and, and giving their, their thoughts, their takes, their feelings about this show. The season has been so fantastic. But let our dear listeners know where, the, where they can find you, whether it is your direct socials, your other shows. Where can our listeners hear more from you?
1: So I have two other podcasts. Uh, One is Daytime Confidential. It's been around a very long time. We're well over a thousand episodes. It covers daytime television, primarily soap operas, which with the remaining four, The Young and the Restless, The Bold and the Beautiful Days of Our Lives in General Hospital, a lot of times it's discussion about the stories that are going on. Uh, The second podcast is Geek Confidential. That is one where we basically cover um geek tv and film we've been on a little bit of hiatus because uh, a couple of the co-hosts have been had family stuff going on but that's going to be um returning with fresh episodes here soon and you can find me on twitter at luke underscore kerr spell kerr for the people out there well if you if you were someone who grew up around people who did canning it's like the jar lids but it's K E R R
0: well go check out the podcast show some support you can find them on any of your favorite podcast platforms in the meantime we'll be back with more pop culture for your ear holes in uh well actually i think next week will be another be another drag race episode before we do another pop culture roundup so keep on coming back thank you so much for checking us out you can check us out on online on our website at flameonshow.com. You can also check out our socials uh, by scrolling to the bottom of the page. Our Twitch uh, feeds are all there, our YouTube interview series, all that good stuff is right on our website. You can also find our threadless shop linked right on our webpage and our Patreon. You can link right from our website or you go to patreon.com forward slash flame on show. And uh, from there, join our Patreon at any of the four levels that are available, including our house level, where you too can become a uh, guest host on one of our roundup episodes, if you so choose. Again, Luke, thank you so much for joining us. Dear listeners, we'll see you next week with more Drag Race Caps. Until then, Bobby Uch.